you have to, and part of, of getting to the place where you can do big things for God is that you have to learn how to d distinguish what those are. All right, because the Bible talks about that, that you're going to hear all of those coming from separate sources. All right, so the first one is, is the devil. All right, there is a way for the devil to be able to, to bring a thought to you. All right, and so the Bible talks a lot about we have to recognize that that voice is the devil, and then we have to cast down those things, right? We have to say, okay, no, that's from the enemy, and I say no, all right? So they call it the shield of faith, all right? Uh, one reason to, speak, to distinguish all the fiery darts is so you put your faith up, right? You, you, you say, you, it comes, and you say, nope, all right? So somebody will say, uh, you know, the doctors will say, well, there's nothing that we can do. You're going to have all these really bad problems for the rest of your life, and you just say, nope, all right, I love you, I'm glad you're wearing a white coat, all right, but I'm just going to say no, whatever that would happen to be, all right? We hear people all the time, you know, somebody say, well, I heard a voice said to go into the movie theater and shoot people. We had that happen in Colorado, right? Well, was that God? No, all right? Did he probably hear that? Yes, all right? But what did he, you have to know? Okay, that's the enemy. We're not going to do that. I say no to that, all right? The other one that you have to know is you have to know your flesh, all right? So some people say, well, the devil made me do it. Well, the devil may have brought the chocolate bar, you know, but then it was your flesh that said, I like that chocolate bar. I could go for some, some of you are thinking, I could go for some chocolate right now, right? <laughs> and so the devil will often just kind of bring things to you that he knows that you have, if, especially areas that you don't have control over your flesh, right? So that would be your desires, your natural instincts for things, all right? So um, did the devil make you see a lady that's not wearing very many clothes? Okay, no, it's probably Victoria's Secret that made you see a person with not very many clothes. But the reason why they put that up there is because it attaches to your flesh, and all of a sudden you have to make a decision, am I going to look, am I not going to look, all right? Am, and so there's, there's that part of you that, that's in there, all right? The other part, then, is the voices of others, right? How many of you ever have heard your mom, like, in the back of your head somewhere? You're like, the voice in my head telling me, what are you doing? How's this, you know? And so there's the voice of others, something you heard on the radio, some other friend, whatever it would happen to be, knowing that, is that the Lord? Some mothers would say, yes, it is the Lord. If you hear my voice, just know that's the Lord speaking to you, all right? But is that, just being able to separate, is that, okay, is that my remembrance? And then there is the voice of the Lord, all right? And we're going to talk about how do you distinguish that this morning. It's the Lord speaking to you, speaking, but you, can just, you have thoughts and you have knowings that you're just like, how did, I, how did, I, how did I, that come to be? Well, it could be the Lord, right? And then the other thing is there's you in the middle of all of that, your thoughts, your, and then you're trying to distinguish between all of these and you're having that conversation with these little things and saying, uh, if you've ever like known that something was wrong but you were about to do it anyway, all right, those are those moments of like conversation. You're like, are we gonna do this? I think we're gonna do this, right? And, but are we all humans and we have those conversations? Right, you all are nodding your head. Just so you know, that's, that's how it works, all right? So, um, your ability to do all of that will determine whether or not you're successful in fulfilling the plan of God for your life, right? You have to know, because the devil will come, could potentially come and say, hey, I want you to go da-da-da-da-da-da. And if, and if you're like, oh, well, I heard a voice, so I'm going to do it, you're going to be the kind of guy that goes into a mall and, and shoots people, right? Because that, you're following the wrong voice. 
right? If you're following the voice of your mother, you may follow the voice into whatever plan that they had for you, and then you're going to wind up and be like, why am I a doctor? I hate being a doctor, but you know, my, your mother is like, you're going to be a doctor when you grow up. That's not my impression of my mother. Please don't tell her I talk like that. Okay. Um, so I don't do an impression of my mom. So what we want to get to is, is verse John 4, and she's going to, or John 4, um, John 4. John is a disciple of Jesus. He wrote a book. He was the closest to Jesus. That's what I love about reading John. Um, and so he has this firsthand occurrence. Not all of the Gospels are the same. They're written by some people that weren't disciples that wrote things down later because not all the disciples knew how to write. And anyway, so John was super close, and so he got this kind of special. But John 4, verse 5, all right? So um, that's not the right verse somehow. Let's all read this together. So he came to a city of Samaria. Oh, six. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Let's all take that and write that. No. <sighs> Love that. Anyway, the voice of a shepherd. Yeah, is that John 10? And I just wrote it down. John 10, verse 4 through 5. That's how I missed the 10 in there. At least it's not something like there's a comedian that tells a story that he. he misquoted the scripture and it said something about like burning loins and like could have been something really bad glad that was just a random section all right there we go and he when he brings out his own sheep he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice all right for they know his voice and that's where we want to get to we want to be the kind of people that we have a shepherd and god refers to himself as a shepherd a lot and so we want to be the kind that know his voice. And, and you guys may not have a lot of sheep out here, but he used all these illustrations because he was talking to shepherds. Right? So God's uh, very good at using metaphors. But for us, if we don't understand sheep, then we kind of like, I don't get it. Right? But sheep can learn the voice of their, their master. Right? So they just say, come on. And all the sheep are like, and they start pounding, fluffy in a way, whatever they do. Right? Fluffying away. That's a new verb. We're inventing words here today. Anyway, that's the kind of people that we want to be, that we know his voice. And then the next part of that is then, um, yet they will no by means follow a stranger because they will flee from him because they do not know the voice of a stranger. All right? And so this is not something that just automatically happens, that you get prayed for and all of a sudden, oh, I know the voice of God. This is something that you process it through. And we, and I personally have gone through this over, over, over years and years and years and years to the point now where if I feel God say, take a left, or sometimes we wake up and says, God says, go north. And so I literally pack up my entire family, our dog that we now have, uh, somebody who works for me, and we drive north. All right, now that sounds crazy. And I understand that it sounds crazy, but I've done it enough times to know that whatever's up north is going to be awesome. And that when I get to wherever I'm going, it's going to be amazing. All right. And so we've done and risked our lives, our entire lives, every, all the money that we've ever made, all on these, this ability to discern God say something to us. All right. But again, that doesn't just happen because you woke up one day. All right. So I want to talk to you about how do we know when you hear a voice, because I don't think for the most part that people struggle having those thoughts. It's a matter of determining which one is which. So that way we know our shepherd. All right. The first thing is that whatever it is that is said to you or it comes to you is that you have to judge it by the word of God. 
by the Bible. All right, so this is extremely important. Part of why you read your Bible, even those scriptures that don't make a lot of sense, is you have to know what's in there. All right, because God will never say or ask you to do something that there's not evidence for in the Bible. All right, now, specifically, he may say, I want you to go left or go to Lake Charles. And you'll be like, well, Lake Charles isn't in the Bible. But there are many examples where God said, I want you to go here and go there. To Abraham, he told him, pack up your entire belongings. And he was like a billionaire. And he said, go to a land I will show you. All right, he didn't even tell him where to go. He said, just start moving. All right, God works like that all the time. That's why he told us to go north. We pack up all our belongings and we just go north. That's all we know. That's all we need to know. All right, but I have evidence in the word that shows me God talks to people like that. Now, if God asks you to murder somebody, that's not in the Bible. Or what is in the Bible, it's bad. Okay. Uh, if God asks you to uh, or says you're going to marry somebody else's wife, all right, well, that's in the Bible, it's bad. All right. So you'll have, you judge everything by the Bible. And if you don't see it in the Bible, then you know, you put it on the shelf and you just say, ah, I don't think so. All right? Um, but it's also important to know what's in there. Because sometimes God asks people in the Bible to do some pretty crazy stuff. All right? And if you're just like, God would never ask me to do that, you better check again. All right? God, Jesus spit on people. Right, Jesus called people names sometimes. All right? Jesus told somebody to go take a camel, or not a camel, a donkey, without asking permission first. All right? That'd be like God saying, go take that car. Right? You better know it's the Lord if you go take somebody's car. Right? You know what I'm talking about? They were talking to him in the flesh. They'd been with him for a while. All right? Now, he didn't steal the car. He said, if somebody asks, whatever, read the story. Right? But you need to know what's in there because people say all the time, what would Jesus do? WWJD, anybody wear the bracelet when they were a teenager? Come on. The problem is nobody has any idea what that is. All right? And so there is an appropriate moment where you need to spit on somebody. And if in a moment of whatever Jesus said, you hear say, spit on them. Again, you better know it's the Lord, right? But he did it multiple times. Why? Because there was something he was spitting on sickness. Right? He was cursing that sickness. And, and in that culture, spitting on it, even our culture, spitting on something is like one of the worst things you can possibly do. All right? So you need to know what's in the Bible. I can't go through all of that today or even in a year or a month or a lifetime. When you read the Bible, you need to see yourself and know that if God asked me to do this, okay, I, I know something about it. All right? And if you have not read the Bible um, and you hear something, ask somebody who knows the Bible or look it up online. All right, now looking up online is rough because there's a lot of people with a lot of random opinions. All right, weird pastors. But I'm talking about like in the Bible, like look up, is this in the Bible? And see what the Bible has to say, not some random person who has a keyboard and an internet connection. All right. Uh, the next thing is, is called agreement. All right, so um, my wife and I, we're married, and so this, that's why we're husband and wife. That's dumb. Okay. Anyway. Uh, if, if we, we hear the Lord, it, he'll talk to both of us, right? God doesn't just talk to you and then the other one different, right? If, if it is the Lord, he'll say the same thing to both of us, right? So we judge everything that we do based on whether or not they agree or not. So if, if, if I say, uh, I feel like God's telling us to go north, and she's like, I'm feeling like we're supposed to stay, then we, we wait and we pray until we both get in agreement, all right? Now, for those of you that are married, that will happen with your spouse. For those that you are still at home, that will happen with your parents, all right? Those that are in authority, those that are in relationship or with you're in a group together, you know, if we were to go hunting, 
uh, together, we would we would say, and, and he'd be like, "Hey, I feel like we're supposed to go there," and I'd be like, "Man, I don't know." Like, but we would we wouldn't do anything until we got in agreement, All right? So especially if you're married, um, you need to look for that because especially I mean, we, there's sometimes we're like. I'm scared coming to talk to her because I'm like, um, I think we're supposed to give away like $7,000. <laughs> Seriously. Like, and we didn't have $7,000, right? And so I'm just like, uh, what am I going to, oh my gosh. And I'm just like, hey, babe, uh, what's the Lord been talking to you about? <laughs> She's like, I think we're supposed to give some money to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, um, okay, I think it's supposed to be this. And she's like, <sighs> Because that's exactly the same number I got right now. Um, how do you get to the place where you give away more money than you have or more money that you've seen in a while? You know what I'm talking about? Is you know it's the Lord because I didn't ask her or didn't talk to her ahead of time. And I don't have normal thoughts of, hey, I want to give my money away. All right? I know that's not me. Sure. No, no, it's a combination of all of those. So, cool. No, that's good, and that's one of the the ones that I, I'm getting to. See, so you're flowing. You're in the right spot. Um, so the next one is words of knowledge or other people speaking into your life. All right, and so. Um, this one's, it's a little iffy, all right? So you got to know the person, you got to trust the person, all right? But part of why we did what we did is it was what we called confirmed, all right? And there's the scripture, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. So if her and I are feeling we're supposed to do something, even if we're both in agreement, we most of the time don't do it automatically, all right? So we're looking for, especially big things, especially big things, all right? We're looking for another source to come in and confirm what it is that's in our heart. So sometimes if you go to a church, there'll be a service and all of a sudden somebody, the pastor will come up and say, man, I just really feel like there's something about whatever. And they may, you haven't talked to them, you haven't told them anything, just for whatever reason, God said, I want you to talk to them about this. All right. Now, does that mean that it's absolutely perfect? No. All right. Does it mean that it makes, uh, that it, you're just like, this automatic means yes, guaranteed. Pastor Kevin said something, therefore it has to be. No, all right? It has to, what we call bear witness, all right? And it's not a bear. It's like on a jury trial or something like that, or you witness to, witness to a bear, all right? I have the shirt that says Bears for Christ, and we're going to make this little mockumentary about this guy who feels called to preach to the bears. Anyway, it's, maybe we won't because that's not really funny. Okay. Um, but we've had, we've had people speak stuff over us, and you're just kind of like, Huh. I have no idea what you're talking about. And so what, what you do, if it, does not, if it doesn't automatically, like, yes, that's what I've been feeling, then you, what we say, we just put it on the shelf. All right? You just take it and you, just, you write it down and you're just like, hmm, and you ponder it, right? When the angel came to Mary to tell her that you're going to have a baby Jesus without uh, having a husband and all that, and, and she, it said she pondered these things in her heart. All right, and that's what, that's what I would encourage all of you to do is that don't just take somebody who says they're a pastor or that they heard from the Lord, come on, 
let you run your life or determine your life, all right? So I had similar things where people said, you're going to be in the ministry, and I was like, I don't want to be in the ministry, right? Or I don't want to do I don't see this. I don't see how that's even going to happen. So I just said, okay, whatever. I didn't just totally disregard it, but at the same time, I didn't just say, oh, well, then I'm going to sign up for Bible school or whatever it would happen to be. I let that process come together, all right? Now, the primary source of those words should come from people that you know have proven that they know the Lord. All right, if some random person comes, if I come up to you and say, oh, da 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 da, you don't know me. All right, hopefully you are getting to know me, you like me, they trust me, right? But you need your pastor. All right, the primary source of that information should come from your pastor. There is a supernatural gift where God, pastor literally means shepherd, right? In Spanish, it's pastor, right? So his role and his job is to come and help you with those things, all right? So our pastor has played a huge role in that. So anytime we've had any time, anything come up where we're just like, man, I don't know, we go and we talk to our pastor. When we decided to leave and, and, and well, we didn't, it was, leaving wasn't even our idea. It was our pastor's idea. We came to him and we set a meeting. Now, pa- our pastor is our boss at this time because we were on staff. So I had to... And this is the thing, is we all like Kevin and Liz, I hopefully do, but even if you don't like Kevin and Liz, you don't need Kevin Burns' opinion, you need the gift of pastor in Pastor Kevin to speak to you, and there is a difference, all right? Our pastor, he's a great guy, but I don't need Mark Bentliff's opinion, I need Pastor Mark's opinion. And so we set a meeting, we come in and say, hey, we have music stirring up really big in us, we don't exactly know what that is. But we were thinking we maybe need to start traveling a little bit. And he said the following. He said, yep, that's been coming up in our hearts as well. And we have been preparing to help you go do that. We think you need to do it full time. Jaw. Because I was thinking once a month, maybe every once in a while, keep my job, keep my office, keep my parking space. How's it all going to work out, right? But But he said this too. He said, you go pray about it and you see if that makes sense, right? So we did. We went, we prayed about it for about a month. We came back and we said, yeah, seems good. I made the decision to quit my job and sell my house, sell all of my things all in one moment because my pastor said something that seemed good to me. And I, again, it had been the circulus confirmation, all right? So if somebody comes to you and say, you need to sell your house and move to blah, 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 you just say, hmm, all right? Now there's some things where you don't understand it. It's ahead of time or... It's for things further down the road. So always write them down. Always keep them on the shelf. And you can go back and be like, oh, maybe that was that what they were talking about. All right? But you always have your own free will, too. You don't have to go. I didn't have to go. You have to decide that you want to go do that. All right? So we have pastors. We have confirmation. And then the last one is you have to test it. All right? It's called the fruit. All right? So we have another scripture here. And, um, hopefully I have this one right. First John 4, 1. Let's see what it is. Boom. Yes. Okay. Beloved, do not believe every spirit. You know why he's called the Holy Spirit? It's because there are other ones that are not holy. All right. <laughs> spirit means, uh, the, it means pneuma. It's, it's uh, uh, like pneumatic. So air tools, air. So um, there are evil spirits that will feel, you'll have a sensation, right? Uh, like that's why the, the people that do fortune telling, and th- like it's real. It's demonic, right? 
uh, people third eye blind or have these sense, like uh, the sixth sense or whatever it would happen to be. It's a real thing, but it's not the Holy Spirit. It's the other spirits. That's why you have to be very careful. But this is how you tell, right? Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. All right? There are people that are actively trying to deceive you by something supernatural. Just because it's supernatural does not mean it's from God. They could levitate off the ground. They could do all kinds of signs and wonders or whatever. does not mean it's Jesus or it's the Lord. All right? This is the next verse is, is how we know. This is the test that you do. All right? um, verse 2, please. Yes. And I didn't prepare her, at, uh, so, so this is awkward for me at this moment. All right. It's coming any moment. There it is. Um, by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. All right. So I can remember as I'm learning how to hear the voice of the God, of, of the God, the voice of the Holy Spirit in me is, is I w would say, all right, is Jesus Christ Lord? Did Jesus Christ come to the earth? That was the question. I would ask whatever that thought was that I had, and I would listen and wait for a response, all right? And so there are times it's like some people have to, you have, like if a policeman is undercover and you ask them, are you a policeman? They have to answer you, right? So if, in the same thing, if you hear something, if, is Jesus Christ Lord, did he come to earth? They have to answer you. And if they don't answer you, don't go any further until they answer you. Does that make sense? All right. So the other thing is the fruit. Judge everything by its fruit. If God asks you to, if you feel the Holy Spirit say, I need to take a left here, you don't know why. Why am I taking a left? But you're like, okay, I'm going to go left. If you go left and nothing happens or something good happens, it was probably the Lord. I'm not saying it was for sure. I'm saying probably. Why if nothing happens? Because you may have just avoided an accident. All right. Lots of times we'll be like, I need to get off at this exit. Why am I getting off? Because I'm a professional driver as well as a professional musician. Right? And so you get off in this exit and you're just, why are we getting off on this exit? Sean's like, where are you going? I'm like, following the Holy, Holy Ghost. Right? And so sometimes we get off and then we're just driving and I'm just like, God, what are we doing? Like, we're late or we're, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden you start to see the cars backed up, backed up, backed up, backed up. Backed. We just totally avoided a couple hours worth of sitting in traffic, right? Or you end up at this really good barbecue joint. You know what I'm talking about? And I uh, had a really good sandwich. I, it was awesome. Okay. So, but if you go left and something bad happens, probably not the Lord. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't the Lord. Maybe the Lord left you, led you there to pray for it. Like if you went there and all of a sudden you got stuck in traffic, maybe you're supposed to pray for that person. I'm not saying. But you'll know. If you get there and it's bad, you'll have a, the next leading, which would be, I feel like I'm supposed to pray. Right? Whatever it would happen to be. Now, um, if you follow that and bad stuff happens, most of the time it's not the Lord. Now, you don't want to start doing that with major decisions in your life, right? Because most people wait to hear from the Lord until they're like, well, I really need to hear from the Lord. You need to hear from the Lord when it doesn't really matter, right? When you're driving around the parking lot and you say, God, where should I park? Right? I'm serious, all right? I, this is the stuff that we do all the time, have done, and that this is why I'm good at hearing at the Lord now. It's, it's because I've done these things. Lord, where am I supposed to park? Right? And then all of a sudden, you, you, just, you feel like, I think I'm supposed to go to the front row. And it's a busy, crowded mall or whatever, and you're just like, the front row? There's no way there's going to be a parking spot in the front row. And you go to the front row, and then all of a sudden, you're like, hey, 
here's a parking spot, right? You park there, and if you go inside and you come back out and all of your stuff's stolen, probably not the Holy Ghost, right? <laughs> if you go back and <laughs> come back out and you're like, oh, everything's fine, well, then it was probably the Lord, right? We've gone to some crazy places, all right? We got picked up by some pastors in Argentina that didn't speak any English, taking us to a church where no one spoke English in the ghetto of Argentina. Buenos Aires. We're white, very tall, right? They're not white and not, well, they're the tallest South Americans. But um, we got out of the car, right? And everybody tells the horror stories, do not get in the car with anyone that you don't know because they'll take you out to the wilderness and beat you up and take your money. So these are the thoughts that are going through. And we have our children with us, right? So we're in and this crazy place. I mean, and, and if you get out and you're like, where's the church? Because all I see is dumpsters. Like, this is not pretty, right? And then all of a sudden they lead you into this church and then they sit you down and you're just like, oh, Lord, right? God had better be real at this moment or we are in trouble, right? And so how, why would I take my family there? Total peace on the inside, total knowing on the inside, this is where we're supposed to be, all right? So the last one, uh, we're going to do a little illustration, all right? Uh, what? Really? Okay. It's quarter till already? I'm, it's going, time flies when you're having fun. All right. So how does God speak? If you need that voice, here's, here's the things, all right? Uh, God speaks by peace, all right? Uh, Isaiah 55, 12. Peace is not the absence of conflict. Right? That's what most people think. Well, God's a God of peace. Why are there wars? That's not what we're talking about. Right? Uh, there will be wars, rumors of wars. The Bible promises there will always be fighting. Right? God leads you by peace, the inward feeling of tranquilness. All right? So if you're going through something, you could be going through, and talks, the famous psalm says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Right? That's a valley we don't want to walk through just for fun. Right? It's the valley of the shadow of death. Right? I will fear no evil. Why can you fear no evil? Because you have peace. Right? In the midst of, a, there's another scripture that says, in the midst of my enemies, I prepare a table for you. Right? So while your enemies are looking at you, you're having the meal. Maybe some crawfish. You know what I'm talking about? Wasn't that... You can be going through, literally going through hell and yet at the same time have peace on the inside. That's what God promises. That's how we make decisions, whether or not it seems good. Look for that when you read the Bible. It seemed good. Whole books of the Bible were written because it seemed good. People left and went on these huge trips because it seemed good. All right? That's how we're led. We're led through peace. Isaiah 14 or 55. Uh, and I have to find there where I put that. Uh, 5512 says you will go out with joy and be led forth with peace. All right. Um, God speaks in a still small voice. That's another one you have to know. God does not audibly speak to you. God does not write it in billboards or come on the seven o'clock news, seven o'clock news. Come on. The five o'clock news. Anyway, uh, he does not come on the news. He speaks to you in a still small voice. The, the story of Elisha, when he's up meeting God, you should read that story. It talks about the, the, Buildings are shaking, there's a wind, there's all kinds of crazy stuff, and, and it says God was not in that. He's in a still, small voice. So most of us would like God to be a gigantic force field that keeps us from harm, and so when we're driving down the road, nothing will happen. God doesn't work like that most of the time. He speaks and says, hey, take a left. And if you take a left, you'll avoid whatever it is that you would have needed a force field for, or stop, or go now, or whatever it would happen to be. That's how God leads us so that we don't 
have trouble or that we make our way through trouble. Okay. Um, the uh, last one is he is a lamp unto our feet. All right. So if it's a lamp unto our feet, he doesn't show us the whole picture. All right. So God will tell you what to do next. He will tell you the next step and usually nothing more. It is usually so vague that we try in our own understanding to figure it out. We start filling in the blanks and creating some crazy scheme, right? And you're just like, oh, I'm going to da-da-da-da-da. No, he said, take a step, right? And all you have to know, and this is where, like, we're planners, right? I'm a business major. My wife is, is like, let's have a plan. Our plan is to hear from the Lord. <laughs> That's what our plan has become. Because oftentimes, I don't know where I'm going. Our kids ask us, where are we staying tonight? Often, I'm like, I have no idea. Right? We talk to people like, you have no reservation where you're going? No, I have no idea where I'm going. Right? But more than time and time and time again, we have been like, you know what? This seems good. Let's go to this RV park. We drive into that RV park, and, and like people are like, our office closed five hours ago. Like We're just here because we... Uh, had a problem with a coyote like you need a place we're like yeah we need we'd like to stay here and they're like well we have one spot left right or even online we've gone online before and it said totally booked close you know and it's like no we need to go there we were in nashville and um and we get there and they're like yeah and it's oh well online you said we were totally booked and like yeah well we had some cancellations right how did we walk into those blessings because everything else seemed like we shouldn't but we knew in our knower, right, our spirit, we knew we're supposed to go there, right? And so um, what if we were wrong? And we've been wrong before, right? We've been wrong before. What's it going to cost us, right? It costs us some gas. It costs about an hour of our time, right? Okay, well, I, I learned, right? I learned, okay, maybe that wasn't the Lord. And I've gone through periods of time where I was like, man, I don't, I'm just not hearing from the Lord real well. So what, what do I do? I, then I go and I pray. I do the things that it takes to, to then to do that. So I pray, I, I worship, and that's what we're going to do here in just a moment. I worship, and then I talk to those that are in authority over me, right? So I go and I talk to my pastor. I'm just, man, we're just really not. And then and see if they have something for me, right? And so, but I, I test, and I'm constantly testing. And if I feel like, hey, maybe I'm supposed to do this or whatever, but I, it all starts with these little things that then, then, then I have some assurance, like, okay, I remember going and going to the left and meeting this person and being a blessing. I remember giving this money and then all of a sudden the next thing I had all this money come in. I have this history, this relationship to where when God speaks, I know the voice of my shepherd and I'm like, oh, he's leading me out to green pastures. Let's go, right? You know, you have somebody in your life that maybe it's your spouse or something from a crowded room. If they said, hey, you would be like, you know who it is, right? And that's where we want to get with the Lord. But that doesn't just happen around the house of little things. So this is your homework this week. This is, this is what I want you to do, is I want you to follow what it is that you feel like the Lord is talking about, about little things. Maybe it's what you should eat, where you should go to eat. We've gone to restaurants, and like, you need to go to Taco Bell. My wife's like, why are we going to Taco Bell? I love Taco Bell, she is. All right. But I'm like, I feel like we're supposed to go to Taco Bell. And then all of a sudden, we walk in the door, and there's two people that we really need to talk to. And it turns out they're having a horrible day. And we've been able to go in and say hi. And like one time, like they literally were coming up to us crying. And like, I can't believe you're here. How are we here? It's the Lord. Now, I don't just say, well, I love my tacos. No, I say, man, God 
God sent us here, man. We weren't planning on coming here. And then it does something for them because they know they prayed this morning. And those are the kind of, you want to, you want to build that in your life to the point where then if God says, Hey, I want you to sell everything that you own and move to Jamaica. You're like, that's scary. <laughs> and I'm not saying that it's not scary. I'm not saying I'm going to get nervous. I get nervous. Like, and I have to cast down fear on a regular basis. Right. Even this week I was like, God, what are we doing? Right? But then you go and then it's successful. Then there's fruit. And then you see that you're helping people. And you see that it's, and you're like, okay, God. Okay, God. And it's this constant assurance. And we were uh, maybe going to do this illustration, but the thing is, Kevin, stand up real fast. If Kevin's trying to follow me, if he's trying to follow me way over there, he has to stay close. Because if I speak in a still small voice, and I, and I say, Kevin, come on, come, come this way. Kevin, come this way. Kevin, come this way. It, I have a microphone now, but if I keep moving, and then all of a sudden I move this way, and I say, Kevin, come this way. Come this way. Because there's something here that you need, right? If you were going to go on a big trip, if I said, hey, we're going to go to Africa, where would you go, right? You need to go get some stuff. You need to go get your clothing, or you need to go whatever. And so there's part of your life where God's taking you places to get something. This church is one of those places. That's why you need to come to church. It's because you're getting stuff for your future, right? But if he's not close or if he's distracted doing something else, he's going to miss my voice. And then he's going to wonder, man, what happened? Where's God? Where? Now you weren't paying attention, right? So in those moments, thank you, Kevin. Um, in those moments where I kind of feel lost, I'm just like, okay, God, I am coming into your presence. Lord, I'm going to worship you. I need to know you. And Father, I trust in what you're telling me, but Lord, I need you to speak to me. I say that on a regular basis, and I'm out. I'm out here, man. They're like, where's the limb? Like, we're all in, right? And um, just say, okay, God, I need your presence because that presence, that knowing that He's with me, gives me confidence, right? To move the next step, to move the next step. Now, I don't understand how it's all going to work out. I don't understand how we're going to be in Nashville and and on the radio, and I understand how that's all going to do it. But what I do know is that if He speaks to me. I'm going to take that step. And if there's fruit, and if there's peace, then I know I'm on the right track. And I'll take the next step, and the next step, and the next thing I know, I'm going to end up at where God has asked me to be. Right? So we're going to sing this song, and it's, it's called, Lord, I Believe. And it, this has been the anthem of our life. Now, when you see this and sing this, it's this moment of faith, and like, yes, we're going to do it. We needed this song for us. Because we were driving through Pennsylvania with nowhere to go, no bookings, no hope of bookings, and we're in Pennsylvania, and we live in Colorado, spending our life savings away. And I can remember listening to this and just crying. Because I'm like, God, where are you? Right? But I know that all of a sudden, his presence comes. And I just say, okay, God, we're in the right place. So then, next thing you know, we're like, God, where are we going? And then all of a sudden, we end up at this place, and we meet some of uh, some of our best friends, right? But you're going to have those moments. I have those moments. I'm going to have those moments at some point next week, right? But it's that moment of His presence, and that's why worship is so important to know that when you're going in and you're talking directly to God, and you're saying, God, I want to hear from you. I want to know you. I want to be close to you. So that way, if you whisper, I'm going to do it, right? So. If you would, we're going to sing this. Because, Lord, I believe every word you speak. I know that I can trust.
trust in you beyond what I can see. Cause I can feel you breathe deep inside of me. You're filling me with life and love every time I say, Lord, that I believe. So that's what it takes. It takes a moment of decision like that. You're just like, okay, I hear that voice. I'm going to do it. I'm going to see how it's going to go. And then he's going to lead you. He's going to lead you. He's going to lead you. And the next thing, you're not going to be worried. He will keep talking to you about where to, to park. But he's going to talk to you about how to raise your kids. And he's going to talk to you about what to do with your money. He's going to talk to you about what kind of job you should be doing, right? And there's going to be stuff you're going to have to leave behind. It's going to cost you something. But you're going to trust him. And you're going to have a moment of opportunity to just sing this, right? So I want you guys to sing it with us again, if you would. And just whatever it is that God's dealing with or, or you're just making a commitment to say Lord I believe every word you speak I know that I can trust in you beyond what I can see cause I can feel you breathe you're deep inside of me you're filling me with life and love every time I see you Oh, Lord, I believe every word you speak. I know that I can trust in you beyond what I can see. Because I can feel you breathe. You're deep inside of me. You're filling me with life and love every time I sing. Lord, there's some more of that song that we're going to sing here in just a minute, but I want to give you an opportunity to respond this morning. So there's three key ways that you respond or or enhance your ability to hear from the Lord. The first one is salvation. God speaks to people who aren't saved. They just don't know it. Anytime I've ever talked to anybody who had something bad happen in their life, they said, man, I just knew I wasn't supposed to do that, right? But when you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you, right? And so if you need to get saved this morning, that's a great way, right, to start to hear the Lord. The next one is to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And so uh, I can remember before I got filled with the Holy Spirit, and then after it was like somebody took glasses off. Could I hear from the Lord before without it? Yes. Was it better after? Absolutely. All right. The third way is to uh, have someone pray for you that's an authority, your pastor. All right. So we're going to sing for about three minutes here. If you would come down and meet your pastors right here, if that's you on any of those three, right, come down. If you want your pastor to pray for you, come do it right now. Come on, come on. Go, 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 go. Oh, every word you speak, I trust in you beyond what I can see. Because I can feel you breathe, you're deep inside of me. Come on, just sing it out. Oh, Lord, I believe what every word you speak. I know that I can trust in you beyond what I can see. Because I can feel you breathe. You're deep inside of me. You're filling me with life and love every time I sing. 
you love and you say that you save you say that i am and you say that the price is paid and you say that you're here and you say you provide you say that you are the way the truth you are the life and i say that you are lord you are those things and lord i and talking to you now stirring you in you and stuff this is what you want to be led by right and so you need to practice you need to be in this place and this is what's amazing we're regular folks just like you you can do amazing things right to the point where you look at the, the end of your life and you say god you are so amazing amen amen thank you guys so much